Hello, welcome to I Love Rock and Roll. I'm Ken Krantz. Uh, Chip couldn't be here today, but with me, two very funny comedians, two of my best friends, uh, both returning guests. Welcome back, Jenny Saldana and Mike Sicoli. What's up? What's yeah, going on? Hi, hi everyone. Jenny, we only have you for a little bit today. So let's, oh, and I should mention Kahuna also is with us. What up? Um, but, uh, let's just jump into this shit today. Cause we are talking Michael Jackson. I was just at someone's house. I was in Orlando for a funeral. Cause that's the only reason to go to Orlando. Um, <laughs> and, um, my, my cousin, he's, he's a contractor and he said he was working on a house and he found a, a thriller cassette. Oh wow! I had that I shit was on so cassette. Excited. I was like, we don't even know where to play it. We didn't. Have to <laughs> <laughs> um, were were you guys big Michael Jackson fans? I was a huge Michael Jackson fan when I was a yeah. kid. Yeah, yeah, I was a big Michael Jackson fan. I, I just, I am a Michael Jackson fan. I'm still a Michael Jackson fan. I don't, you know, I still, I just got off the wall on vinyl. Yeah, I'm not giving that up. I'm not giving that up. <laughs> you know what? That's an interesting point. So I have I have a theory that, like, when you're talking about these artists uh, who have all of these allegations against them, like, when is it okay? Like, when do you separate the art from the artist? When is it okay to listen? It's always you. Always, I I have a friend whose father is was a judge. And he told her, and she passed this wisdom on to me, once an artist releases something, once it's out, it's no longer theirs. It's ours. It's ours for however we interpret it, however we take it, however you take that that music, that that piece of work, how you that uh, it's yours now. The artist already did their job. Yeah. So um I I'm I'm a but I'm also an apologist. it's i have a different so i like for me it's well how much do i like the art like if i don't like the art i'm very fast to be like hey fucking cancel that dick um but when i'm into the art i'm not that quick to do it but i also i guess that's true because i don't i don't like chris brown i'm like he's a wife beater (laughs) right as was John Lennon. Yes, yeah. right. <laughs> I think that if if you could still listen to it without thinking about what they did, then it's it's yeah. easier. But if I if agree. you can't help but think about whatever it is that they did and it bothers you that much, then it's like, of course, you're not going to like it. So I I have a theory. I feel like Michael got real weird uh, right around Thriller. I think is when maybe things started getting mm-hmm. a little uh, mm-hmm. icky. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm like. Oh, you could still listen to Off the Wall. Like, I feel like he was okay. <laughs> but that's that's where I cut it off. But that was also my favorite album by him. So maybe that's why I... Yeah, that's why he was still going to Studio 54, which I just finished seeing a documentary on. There's a, and there's footage of him at Studio 54 looking like normal Jackson. Still look like Off the Wall Jackson. Michael. Right. <laughs> so your your thing is, like, if you think that they were doing it while they were making the art, then, then you're... You're done with that person during that time? If 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 it depends how I feel about the art. I'm very so You don't like Billy Jean. You don't like Billy Jean. I like I liked th- yeah, I liked Thriller. Um, but I didn't it wasn't uh I thought off the wall was way better. Oh, like, it, I, is. Yeah, it is yeah, way yeah. better. To I, me, that was that was his best. How about yeah. this? What does the panel think of this? I think the song thriller is crappy. We just love it because of the video. That's a good. That's a good point. I kind of I listened to it on the way here though. Yeah, but, and, um, but you're doing this. But you're doing this the whole time. Yeah, that's what I was thinking about the entire time was the video, <laughs> the <Yeah>. zombie dance. <laughs> I also when I was in when I was in like middle school, I had a lip sync that song because I was in a play. I was in James and the Giant Peach, and I had a lip sync thriller at like one of the supposed scary parts, and I was in like suspenders and short shorts. Who the fuck put he would have loved James it though. and the Giant Peach? He would have oh, loved yeah. it. Yeah, I don't know. I forget the person's Michael name. Jackson would have loved it. Yeah, he would have. Short shorts and suspenders. I forgot. Yeah, he would have absolutely loved it. He would have loved that for sure. Absolutely. (laughs) Standing O from the the OG. Um. Well, let's so let's get into that. But do so. Do do you guys 
like, do you think he did it? Do you believe the allegations? I don't think I don't think he did it sometimes. But then when I have people explain to me why they think he did, I'm like, oh, well, then, yeah, of course he did. You know, like yeah, sometimes I feel the same way. I, I love that answer. I don't think he did it sometimes. <laughs> yeah, sometimes I think he did it. And sometimes I think he didn't. Like sometimes like you're watching all these allegations and they, they retract them. They take them back. And you're like, wait, what? And then but there's so many even if he didn't touch children, even if he didn't do that. He still lied about his bio. Those kids are not his biological biological no. children. Mm-hmm. He lied about, you know, he, there's still a whole bunch of ex. I, I do understand propofol. I just had my first colonoscopy and I get propofol. <laughs> I woke up. I, I just, it was amazing. It was awesome. I will, I'm all for it. I'm like, I woke up like I had a B12 shot. I was like, yes. Nice. <laughs> remember, remember he would, uh, those clips of him came out. He would call the propofol his milk. Yeah, he, he, milk, yeah. He'd be like, give me my milk. But then look, have you seen it? It looks like milk. <laughs> give, give me my milk. And then he had a doctor like on call to fucking mm-hmm. like, it, like he was like, it was almost like he was getting ready to have surgery done yeah, every so single it was, night. It was being put under. Yeah. So propofol puts you in twilight. So you, which means that you're not fully, fully under but you're under mm-hmm. <laughs> which which by the way like i always thought if you needed a fucking surgeon to go to bed every night to like give you uh your milk um stop calling it that it's fucking weird that's what he called <laughs> i know give me my milk it's so strange <laughs> <laughs> um I I feel like if you needed that kind of drugs just to fall asleep every single night, you probably were trying to escape some shit in your head. Like, I always thought, like, you got to have one guilty conscience. Well, it's not just, I mean, he's got a lot of demons. I mean, look what he did to his face. That's not a normal person. People don't, he, you, you want to talk about body dysmorphia and gender dysmorphia? Am I pronouncing it right? Dysmorphia? Yeah. English is my second language. Um, <laughs> Um, it is. <laughs> um, so he had that. He had body dysmorphia. He didn't see the person that, that, that everybody else saw. So, of course, he's fucked up in the head. He doesn't think he's him. One time I got into an argument with somebody about whether or not he did it. Yeah. And it ended with him going, dude, look at him. And I was like, you're right. He probably, <laughs> <laughs> he probably yeah, did. I- dude, look at him could go either way. Dude, look at him. Yes, he did it or no, of course not. He didn't do it. Dude, look at him. Yeah. Just gives you both it's it's offense. Yeah, I, that's yeah. true. I thought for sure after he said that, I'm like, you're right, he probably did. Yeah, but uh, you told me to look at me. I'm like, no, he's weak and frail, he didn't do it. That's yeah, that's he, true too. I got like just <laughs> just the idea that he enjoyed spending that much time with kids makes him guilty in my in I, my mind. You, like I think it's what? weird yes. for a grown because man to want to surround himself. With, with children, children. That's weird. all That's the time. Weird. I joined Big Brother Six Sisters because I figured I'd meet a man, and I figured he'd be <laughs> stop, stop it. I figured I figured those guys have been vetted. They haven't committed a crime that we've they haven't been caught of a crime, and they like kids, but not too much. So <laughs> I get there, and there's a shortage of men, and I got stuck with this fucking kid. <laughs> my point is, my point is. It's true. It's all true. I forgot my point. <laughs> I just, I just love the visual of you like trotting some kid there. around town. I did it to, to meet men, yeah. and I get there, and they, there's a shortage of men. And I was stuck with a kid, and I like I'm stuck. I called it my pet child. People were offended by that for some reason. <laughs> I'm like it's my pet child. <laughs> I just walked her and water her. I just had to walk and water her twice a month, which is great. (laughs) (laughs) But I, but my point is that that's why I joined it because I wanted to be around guys. But like anyone who wants to be around kids like that was definitely weird. But then the, 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 the naive side of me or the, 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 the rose colored glasses, Jenny sees it as like, oh, he had a very difficult childhood and his, he didn't really have a childhood. He is an adult. He has a support of his family. So he just wants that kind of like innocence and, and, and like being in Disney World all the time. Like being at Disney World, you become a child with a, you're, 
five or 50, you become a child. Mm -hmm. So I felt like if, since he didn't have a childhood, since he was beat, like immersive, you know, beat beat into success. Yeah. 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 So maybe that's the part of me that thinks that like, oh, well, no, that's why he likes kids so much because he didn't have to get a child and he enjoys seeing like he's living vicariously through these children is how the the rose colored glasses Jenny sees it. Right? right. Then the the other one, the asshole Jenny's like, no, he's bending all these kids. <laughs> <laughs> I I think he did it. I think it's uh I first off, by the way, hats off to Joe Jackson because so many parents beat their kids, but this fella beat his kids to the top of the charts. Like he beat them until they could dance. Like it was like probably like Mr. Miyagi in uh yeah. Karate Kid. <laughs> their dance moves are just them dodging their dad's fucking <laughs> knees and fists and elbows and shit. He learned to moonwalk to like back away from Yeah, Michael's just... like, why are you beating me? And he's like, watch. And he fucking throws a punch and just puts the music on. <laughs> it's in tune. That's exactly yeah. I but the music though, I mean, he is he was a a savant. He had um perfect pitch. He couldn't sing a bad song if he a bad note if he wanted to. He could he was a, a savant, I think. And savants are weird. Yeah. But I mean look, there's plenty of other there's there's a handful of other people that were as maybe not as big, but sold as many records that didn't that didn't get that fucking weird. Like who? Well, who no, was he's as like the Howard Hughes Paul, of music. Paul McCartney. You know what I mean? Like any of the Beatles. Uh how about we just don't know? Yeah, that's true. We don't know yet. Some weird shit. We don't, know. we don't know what Paul McCartney's into. Wait till he dies. We'll find out some shit. <laughs> I feel like it would have come out by now. I feel like the weirdest thing about him was marrying that one-legged lady. He was probably just high as fuck um, all the time and just wasn't how do you able feel to about do him? How do you feel about him marrying Lisa Marie Presley? Lisa Marie. Lisa Marie. I, that was fucking weird. Like people all think of that it, was a hoax, right? Yeah, people well, didn't. It happened. Yeah. They lived at they lived at Trump Tower. Yeah, no, no, no. But you're saying like people it was like an arranged sort of sham. Yeah, people th- I thought like it was a publicity thing. It, it, look, peep, there's people it that, there's yeah. people that thought it was to detract uh, to to deflect attention from all of the allegations. But do you remember I uh, Mike, I'm sure you don't remember, but Jenny, like you remember the 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 MTV awards? That opened with the two of them coming out and making out. I and he saw says, that. And, I, and everyone said, this would not last. And he kills her. <laughs> oh, it was so gross the way oh, they kissed us. I remember being... Because it was like... <laughs> it was like, it, they seemed so hellbent on just making him seem like a regular human yeah. back and then. And she looked so... She looked like, okay, I'm just going... I'm getting a lot of money for this. She's, she was thinking, I'm going to add this catalog to my daddy's catalog, is mm-hmm. what she was thinking. <laughs> he was fucking shake, rattle, and rolling in his grave. Yeah. <laughs> he was going to, he was just looking for that. She was like, I'm going to get on this whole catalog. Don't think, well, he bought his, his music back from, no, 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 Paul McCartney bought back all the Beatles music from Michael Jackson. Yeah. Well, we can, Michael we, Jackson, we could get into that too. So Michael Jackson, like, he, I just, I watched an interview with Paul McCartney uh, last night on YouTube and he was talking about it. And he, he said he'd gotten a phone call one day from Michael Jackson saying like, oh, oh hey, do you want to write some songs together? And he was like, yeah, sure. And they wrote um, Say, 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 which by the way, I just heard again for the first time, maybe in 20 years. And I know I made a lot of fun of that song originally, but I heard it the other day and I was that's like that's a good song oh fuck that's a pretty catchy pop tune right there yeah so, yeah that's a really good song what's wrong with you Ken you but they also weirdo. did but do you remember do you remember on Off the Wall they did that uh, the doggone girl is mine song I like that you did oh that song was terrible I thought it was bad too yeah, the music video terrible. music video was rough too Oh, the video sucks yeah yeah <laughs> yeah meanwhile it's like nobody says doggone <laughs> 
True. <laughs> Nobody How about believes Ebony and Ivory? that. Do you like Ebony and Ivory? Even though I do prefer the um, the Joe Piscopo, Eddie Murphy version, but that was good. <laughs> that was very good. But it, it was it was a hard sell trying to believe Paul McCartney and Michael Jackson were duking it out for like just a regular lady. Like, I feel like the song should have been like Paul being like, the doggone girl is mine. And Michael being like, she you have a son. Yeah, you can have her. Does she have a nephew? <laughs> I'll give you that because I haven't heard the song in a billion years. But I wasn't thinking when I heard the song, when I liked the song, I both thought that they were just too. It was Michael looking still kind of normal. So I was like, I just thought it was I was a kid. I didn't think anything other than, than a duet of two men. I didn't think. I wouldn't think what you just what you how you just poison my memory of that song. <laughs> <laughs> Both of you. Um, wait, Kahuna, can you can you pull that song up? Because sure. yeah, we could goof on it for a minute. Um, yeah, but so he he did these songs with Paul McCartney, and then he was asking Paul for advice, and Paul was like. Oh, you should get into into publishing. That's how musicians make their money now. Mm-hmm. And then Michael, like, they talked about it, and then he said, Michael said to him, like, um, "I'm gonna buy your music." And Paul laughed, thinking he was joking. Mm-hmm. And then he went and outbid Paul McCartney and bought all, like, bought Paul's early publishing rights. Oh, I didn't know he was outbid by, I didn't know that, that, that Paul McCartney was outbid by Michael Jackson. I thought Michael Jackson just went out and like put money down, but like, give me this stuff. I, I think, I think it was a bid. I could be wrong, but I, I seem to remember it being a, like a bidding war. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I was wrong. Uh, Ebony and Ivory is not Michael Jackson. Stevie Wonder. It's Stevie Wonder. I still stand by my version of Joe Piscopo. <laughs> Murphy being a better version. <laughs> Even this right away sounds like karaoke a little bit. Yeah. Every night she walks right in my dreams Since I met her from the start I'm so proud I am the only one Who is best You guys are just fucking haters. <laughs> yeah, okay. I'm sorry. That's... <laughs> I know yeah, you're not supposed to call things song. gay anymore, nice but <laughs> well, I I still do because I call you that every day. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> Do you ever see the South Park episode with Michael Jackson? It's one of my favorite ones. It's one of my favorites. Oh yeah, that image I haven't of seen him it. Is it better than the Oh the, yeah, he's like is melting. It better than the Simpsons, Michael Jackson. Oh yeah, man, yeah, it's one hundred percent. Then I have to look for it. I you really HBO Max has all the South Parks. You can watch them. It's it is so funny for so many different reasons. There's so many parts of it that are great. Where's my blanket (laughs) (laughs) my work phone is ringing i'm gonna sign up myself um the uh yeah that south park was hilarious yeah but so he he totally uh like um steals the beatles catalog from out under paul and um but paul gets it back at some point yeah like that's the point where it's like a lot of people think like oh he owned it forever no i think Paul got it back either before or after he passed away. Yeah. Yeah. So eventually it was all squared away. But I love the image of somehow the Beatles music rights are in like an auction room and Michael's there and Paul's there and he just looks over like this this fucking kid. (laughs) Fucking serious. (laughs) Like I would have paid millions of dollars to be there just to see that. Yeah. That moment where Paul realized he just got fucked by Michael Jackson. (laughs) (laughs) Well... I listen, he would be one of the few adults who did, you know, like at least. I would think too. I think Paul McCartney should get an award. I'm one of the few people that got fucked by Michael Jackson. One of the few people over 12. (laughs) But I was able to fuck him back by getting my, buy my music back. Yeah. That's also a baller move too. Like, oh, you think you own my rights. That's hilarious. Buys it back. Yes. Well, let's talk about his videos, though. I mean, he, let's talk about the artist and how he, again, Thriller, Thriller made the song. The song did not make the video. Yeah, the video. Yeah, 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 yeah. That, listen, what he did for MTV at a time when they were just straight up refusing to play black artists. Yeah. Um, 
he came in and was so talented, like he couldn't be denied. Like there, there well, was. I mean, but then he had. He also had um, Eddie Eddie Van Halen playing on "Beat It." He had Blas playing on "Dirty Diana." He yeah. had, you know, he did that. Which, by the way, um, "Dirty Diana" probably my favorite Michael Jackson song because it's I it's really? it's. Well, I'm such a rock fan, and that was um, the closest he hard. came to like a hard rock song. I think. You don't think Beat It? You know, Diana Diana requested it. She he was performing for them, and he didn't put it on the on the on the bill because he thought it was offensive. And she actually, uh, Diana Princess Diana, she actually requested that he sing it for her. Oh, really? That's that's yeah. about Princess Diana. No, it wasn't about her. It oh, wasn't okay. About her. No, it he was, was like he damn. Was performing for them, he was performing. He was, you know, he was having a oh, private audience with yep. them. And she, he didn't put that on his playlist because he thought it would be offensive, and she requested it. She was like, "I want to hear that Dirty Diana song." Oh, yeah, <laughs> Let Charles know what he's missing. <laughs> that was a great me track. Some dark dick. <laughs> that's what. That's how dick. she. That's probably why she got killed. That's exactly why she got killed. Yeah. Everybody knows that. Did you know that Thriller was actually like one vote off from being nominated for an Academy Award, the music video, for a short film? I knew that. Oh, I wow. knew that. So mm-hmm. they, they had the actually... long video. Yeah, yes. Yeah. They had put it in theaters around that time to let it have like a theatrical run so that mm-hmm. it was eligible for an Academy Award. One vote off. Oh, wow. And it would have been nominated for short film. And then that would never happen again for a music video. Didn't didn't John Landis direct it? Yes, he did. Yeah. And what's his name was the was the narrator? Um, Vincent Price. Price. I, I kept saying Bell Lugosi in my head. But <laughs> <laughs> when they used to play that on the radio, I, I was probably like six or seven when that came out. And they would play the whole video yes. on the radio. Yeah. Yep. And you, but the Vincent Price part would scare the shit out of me. I love that part so much. Same, it's so good. Yeah, it yeah. hypes you up, dude. Like, listen, I know that there's some mixed thoughts about this song in this room, but one of the coolest uses of that song is in a trailer for Stranger Things. They oh yeah, mix it and they use that narration so expertly. Yeah, because it is fucking terrifying. Mm-hmm. You're right. Like I remember you used to creep me out as a kid. This yeah, past season, I remember creepy. that. Yeah. It's dope. Well, it's, not that, it's not that I don't think the, it's not that I think the song sucks. It's not better than Beat It. It's not better than other songs on the album. It's just that the video yeah, yes. made it this this behemoth of a song. Mm-hmm. But I don't think I don't think it's a bad song. I just don't think it's Beat It. It was or, also or, you also got to remember um, how hype white people get Billie over Jean. Halloween. <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah that's Billie, exactly what I was just gonna say. Definitely not better than. Uh, it's not Billie better Jean. than Billie Jean. No. No, it was probably one of the weaker songs on the. But I was I was never such a huge Thriller fan. Do you think that maybe because it it was played so much that you kind of like you got numb to it, and maybe if it was just like not as popular because of the video, you'd like it more. I yeah, probably because I think there's something in me that's a little snobbish where it's like if something gets too popular, I I kind of get turned off to it. See, I'm the type that I I don't like scary movies. I don't like being scared. So I know that the only reason I the I liked the video so much, and that's why I like the, the song. Like I don't think, and the only dance I know how to do, and the only way you can dance to video to, to Thriller is to do Thriller moves. Like yeah. you can't like dance to Thriller any other way than when you're. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I think about it every time I hear it. I see them dancing. Every, yeah. Everyone's doing the dances and dragging. I mean, it's it was amazing. That and remember the time. Oh my God, remember the time. That video with Iman and Eddie Murphy yes. and um, choreographed by Paul Abdul. Magic like, Johnson was in Magic it. Magic Johnson. Yeah. I remember, that. I don't remember who the comedian was, but I remember a comedian talking about hearing Magic Johnson interviewed. And Magic Johnson said the highlight of his life was being in that Michael Jackson video. And he was like, didn't you beat AIDS? Like what? It, Beating AIDS isn't the highlight of your life. No. <laughs> he, still has, he, he still has AIDS. He just yeah, he didn't beat it. He, didn't beat it. <laughs> he suppressed it. <laughs> yeah, he yeah. suppressed it. He had all the money. I bet you the, 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 the Magic Johnson got all the drugs that everybody else ended up getting in the 2000s. He got them in the 90s. <laughs> and everybody else got them in 2000. That's what I think happened with Magic. He played in the Dream Team because he had those bars. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> But there, there was a time when a new Michael Jackson video was like, that was an event. 
Like you stopped what you were made sure that but you it were prime time. They would make it prime time on MTV. Yep. Yeah, and before I go, let me ask you this question that I that I argue with people. The reason that Gen X is the most amazing generation that ever lived is because it's because of MTV. It's because net because our taste is so diverse because we wanted to watch MTV. Yes. Like a little girl from Washington Heights was not gonna listen to Death Leopard if it wasn't on MTV. And I did. A little girl wasn't gonna listen from Washington Heights isn't gonna listen to, you know, whatever, video killed the radio star. Yeah. I would have never heard that. And 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 I think that now, because of technology, because of the advancement, because you can like one genre and just listen to that for the rest of your life and never have to listen to anything else. These generations that came after us, their musical taste is limited because they're not as exposed as we are. Do you agree right. or disagree? I would actually agree with that because MTV in the early days, it was like the original hitting shuffle. Yeah. Like you didn't know what you were getting. I all you knew in those early days was that you were going to see Rod Stewart and Phil Collins uh 3 to 4 times an hour. And you know Blackwood in, be, in the in between. <laughs> <laughs> but but beyond that you didn't know like it would go from like, you know, like men at work to like how, how the what other era could a band like men at no. work have become Enormous men at work. Yeah. yeah. Who, 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 who would have listened to Down Under? Yeah. <laughs> who would have listened to that? Yeah. Like there was a period where you were like, oh, Australia must be really cool. Yeah. Exactly. Of- <laughs> what I'm not. <laughs> they, eating kangaroos, just getting beat up by kangaroos and weird animals. <laughs> but yeah, I, I think that, and, and, um, it's really important to me that, that we, that, that we do introduce people to new music. Cause I, I met someone who's told me, if you don't know the difference between Dean Martin and, and Frank Sinatra, you're an idiot. <laughs> Agreed. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> you know? and there are people now, kids, people who we have to call adults because they <laughs> who don't know what they are. It's very sad. It is very sad. I hope you're still here in a half hour. I will be back <laughs> if you're right. still here. All right. Bye. <laughs> bye. Um. So let's get back to uh, the touching kids. <laughs> All right. I know she was a big fan, but let's really talk about it. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I don't know. Do, do you know um, that Michael Jackson dying is ultimately what made me get into stand up? Is it really? Yes. He, so he died uh, 14 years ago, uh, like June, like towards the end of June. And it gave me. Like, I always went to the Stress Factory just to watch comedy, and I would watch it, and I would think, like, oh, I think I could do that. That doesn't seem that hard. But it finally took, and I would say, like, oh, maybe I'll do an open mic one day. But then when Michael Jackson died, I just, I couldn't stop writing jokes in my head. And then finally, it was like, I got, like, five minutes on Michael Jackson. So I was like, all right, I'm going to, I'm going to actually go try these. And that got me. That got me started. Wow. So he fucked two adults. <laughs> <laughs> Paul McCartney and Ken Krantz. Uh The day he died, I remember I was delivering pizzas. All right. I was in high school and I was pulling up to these people's houses. And as soon as they opened the door, I'd be like, here's your pizza. Michael Jackson died. Turn the news on. <laughs> I was telling everybody. I was like, you see Michael Jackson died? Every house I delivered the pizzas to was like a little message with it. Like a newspaper boy. I remember where I was too. I was swimming. It was my year right before high school, and my gra- I'm outside, and my grandfather like I'm having a good time. And my grandfather just comes outside. Michael Jackson just died. What? And I, I didn't believe him at first. I thought it was like some bullshit TMZ was trying to spew. Mm-hmm. But then I go inside, and every channel that was news oriented was just stuck on it. And yep. it was the footage of the hospital. From outside, it was just that on every fucking news station readily available. But it was just so strange because I was like, because I remember that at that time he was doing that tour that he was going to do. Um, it was about to, yeah, it was about to do a residency in London. Yeah. yeah, what was it called? This is it or something? Yeah. This yeah. Is it. Wow, man. One, it's- of, one of the things I'm more fascinated about Michael after his passing is not the music that's out, but the music that's hidden yeah. away. Because there's some collaborations that we have not heard that I heard are, like, amazing. There's apparently a Michael and Biggie song. There's apparently a whole EP of Michael and Stevie Wonder. 
like just tracks that have never been released just sitting in a vault. That's incredible wow. that, that the estate wouldn't get them out there. Well, they were starting to. They had a deal with Sony, but then remember there were like two posthumous yep, records yep. where it was like, oh, these were his unreleased. And one of them was uh, one of them was like a duet or a collab with yeah. somebody. There were oh, there was Justin Timberlake. Yes, there was one with Justin Timberlake. Uh, Love never felt so. Good. That was a pretty good one. I like that song. Yeah. And then the one that like I thought was really crazy that I didn't think would ever get released was a duet between Michael and Freddie Mercury called There's More to Life Than This. And it's a fucking great song. It doesn't even sound like a Michael song. It sounds like a Queen record, but Michael wrote it. Oh, wow. wow. Yeah. I'm going to look that up as soon as I get yeah. in the car. Yeah. like my, It's weird. Like Michael had, he could have made a great rock album. Oh, yeah. If he'd wanted to. You know who all his early like collaborators were on like Thriller and even off the wall a little bit, like in terms of rock and roll, it was all Toto. Yeah. It was all it was all Toto's musicians mm-hmm. that started out as session players and then they were like, Let's start a band and then they dropped Africa and then the rest is history. Wow. But yeah, no, it's like all those early hitters in his sessions, like they're fantastic musicians in their own right. And they're all rock hitters. Yeah. I, I would have loved to have heard of Michael Jackson exclusive rock record yes and yeah i bet I, that there are some songs that are just that that are unreleased yeah i'm sure if he had made an album like in the vein of dirty diana mm-hmm. I, I would have been i would have been all over that one of the th- one of my favorite tracks off of the the last like posthumous record that they released was he did a reinterpretation of a horse with no name and it's actually pretty dope. Like I like you know the mm-hmm. America. Yeah. And his interpretation is actually like, oh, this is he turns it into like kind of like a hard hitting pop track and it's like, oh, this works. It's kind of interesting. I gotta look this shit up. Yeah, the, the later stuff that like after he died, I was like, This is actually kind of fucking cool. Like yeah. I wanna hear more of this. Like, even if it's new producers reinterpreting his work, because they're all working off of kind of like half ass demos. Mm-hmm. But like what they're able to make is amazing. So I'm, I'm more interested in hearing everything that's in that vault, even if it's crap. Like, yeah. I'm just like, if there is any crap in there. Yeah. What she was saying, like he can't sing a bad note. It's true. Even in his demos, he sounds great. Yeah. And it's kind of frustrating. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> it's like how fucking dare you? Even in your fucking song demos, sound great. But yeah, no, the unreleased stuff is what I'm more interested in right now. Like Michael and Biggie. Yeah. Are you um, kidding? Yeah. yeah, that's nuts. I would <laughs> love I, to know what that sounds like. I remember like the rock dudes used to get shit for playing with him, like from the rock community, where they would be like, What's oh Eddie Van Halen is sold out and is is doing Michael Jackson? And they said the same thing about Slash, but it's like, why the fuck wouldn't you do a Michael Jackson record if he called and asked? Yeah. Definitely. Um remember we didn't talk about how he got lit on fire yet. Oh, oh yeah, God. there's a lot. There's yeah. a lot of shit. He was in video game. Remember, he had a video game, Smooth Criminal? Yes. Yeah. Remember that That's a good game. On Sega Genesis. I played the shit out of that. Moonwalker. That's what I thought. That Moonwalker. Moonwalker, sorry. But he was dressed like Smooth Criminal video, right? Yeah, white suit and hat. And like his moves, like every other move was like a fucking power-up. Yeah, dude. The coolest shit in the world. Oh, man, Smooth Criminal was a great fucking song. That was a great song. Like, that was a great rock song. Great song and great video. Yep. Yes. Do you know... That Joe Pesci is in the extended version of that video, no, like a know. bad guy, because Joe. So they when they made Smooth Criminal, they had made around that time a feature length Michael Jackson movie that has yet to be released in the U.S. called Moonwalker, and in that movie Joe Pesci plays the bad guy, and he ends up in an extended cut of the Smooth Criminal video ends up shooting the club up. And Michael Jackson escapes by turning into a car and driving away. What? <laughs> I'm not even fucking... That's, that's in the game. I'm not even making any of this up. Like, I, I didn't believe it when I first found out about it. I was like, what the fuck? What, are, what is this? And it's like a compilation of like all his videos and they try to make like somewhat of a story. Yeah. It's bizarre. And I'm, I'm like, oh yeah, that's why it didn't release in the US. He wanted to be in movies so bad. Oh yeah. He, um, there was, I remember Only very early on, he was like very publicly, uh, um, campaigning to be in the new Batman movie. Yeah. So Batman, he wanted to be Robin. Yeah. And I think it would have been like Michael Keaton's Batman. 
that would have been fucking. No, they, I mean, they originally, yeah, I don't think that was it. But here's the thing. Most people forget. Michael can act. Yeah. You ever seen him in The Wiz? Like he, no, not, not since I was a kid. He's the scarecrow in A yeah. Wizard of Oz. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. And he kills it. And it's one of the only times he's ever acted as not himself. He was in, I remember when he was in Men in Black too. Oh my God, playing I could Agent be Agent MJ. M. And they just fucking <laughs> hang up on him. <laughs> I uh, shot that at Neverland. He refused to leave. Really? That's and, so funny. I could be Agent M. Then he was in um he was in a couple of things, but he played himself in that. He always played himself. Like yeah. he played like how how you could I mean, how could you believe him as anybody else? He Especially, was, you know, post thriller when when he went through Well Wiz was easy because he had like this crazy prosthetic mm-hmm. that made him look like a fucking scarecrow. So like yeah, that's Michael, because you see it in the dance moves, but yeah. then you kind of forget. And you just kind of hear this really cool, innocent character. And that's good acting. Yeah. That is really good act- acting. And it is actually pretty good. Um, he was also supposed to play Peter Pan in Hook instead of Robin Williams. Yes. But Steven Spielberg, that was when all that shit came out. And Steven Spielberg said no. And he got so pissed that he made a voodoo doll of Steven Spielberg. And he had a vo- he had he had a couple voodoo dolls that he used to like torture and shit when he would get mad. I don't remember who it is, but if you look it up, you'll find it. Because I saw it on... Uh, on, oh fuck! Who was it? It was a couple. It was a couple Scientologists actually. Besides Steven Spielberg, I'm pretty sure there's more voodoo dolls. Yeah, he. I had heard that story too, but I did not believe it. <laughs> the fact that someone else knows about it, I'm like, you're yeah. the first I've heard someone actually. It might might be true. Impressive. Um, there was a movie about him too. I think it was a VH1 movie. I remember watching it when I was a kid. But they showed that part that he was supposed to play. Oh, like Steven Spielberg doesn't want you to play him anymore um, because you touch kids. And he's like, I, I mean, bro, he was making a fucking eighty million dollar children's movie yeah. with children yeah. in it. Yeah, like, oh, that pissed him off. <laughs> like, yeah. He was like, you know how many kids I could have met? Yeah, you know how many extras I could have met at the craft service table? <laughs> <laughs> I'll find all those. I like also like all the oh, famous all the famous kids he hung out with were so indignant. Like, well, he never tried any. Like, yeah, Macaulay Culkin, he knows better. Yeah, you don't steal the most expensive thing in the store. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta walk out with like a candy bar or something. <laughs> like he had no shit, Corey Feldman. Like, oh, that was perfect. Oh shit. <laughs> Don't, yeah, don't, like, like oh you do it to the kid that doesn't have a fucking PR team. Or, or a bodyguard. Yeah. Yeah, that's fucking crazy, man. No shit, Corey Feldman, like. Yeah, but look at Corey Feldman now. That's true. That's very true. He thinks he is Michael Jackson now. Oh, boy. There's a video of him. He's got his hair just like Michael Jackson. He's trying to do all the moves, and he's singing in the microphone, and he takes it. He, like, brings it too close to his face and just stops and goes like this. He's, like, waving. He's, like, stop, stop, stop. He goes, I just chipped my tooth with the microphone. We got to cancel. We got to cancel the whole show. <laughs> he cancels it and leaves. Oh, that's hilarious. I do. I loved him in every 80s movie he was in. But Yes, who didn't? Cra- he's, he's, I don't want to say he's crazy. He's a little One fucked up. One of my up. favorite ones that's kind of underrated is him and the Burbs. Oh, it was a great movie, Tom Hanks. Great, movie. great movie. Take me to a hospital. I'm sick. Throws himself in the ambulance. <laughs> so what? I'm trying to think. Like what other controversy? Like holding the baby over the balcony. Yeah, that to at the time to me didn't seem that. I was like, I don't know. He had both hands. It looked like pretty good grip. It's just but that like you don't do that. <laughs> yeah, but, but now, like now that I'm a dad and I think about like I would never fucking dangle a, my baby over a balcony. Yeah, no, I... That was a weird one. You don't make multi-billion dollar records. No. Yeah, that's right. I Like, I can really only afford the one kid I got. I like. <laughs> <laughs> he could, if he had dropped that baby, he Dude, could... He was growing kids. He was growing kids every other year. He has, like, four? Three? I think he has three. Three. He's uh, Paris Blanket. Probably, yeah. And I don't know the other one's name. Paris? I think it's Michael. Michael. Michael Jr. Oh. Prince Michael Jr. Um... Listen. Poor Blanket. <laughs> oh, that was a great, like, great episode. Like, you are, your name is Blanket, dude. Like, mm. and then South Park just fucks it all up for you. Yeah. Like, oh, man. They were respectful for for his kids, but the, the funniest, one of the funniest storylines is, like, the cops who were going after him. 
because they're like a black guy moved into South Park and they all think he's black, so they go after him. And the minute they see him, they're like, "Wait, we've made a terrible mistake." Yeah, they think he's white. <laughs> yeah. I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why I always think he did it. Um, it's because do you remember like when those first allegations came out against him? Are you? Are you guys? I don't even know if you guys were. Uh, how old you would have been but i i remember watching mtv and the allegations broke and then i think this was like part of the first bit i ever wrote about him but then like michael jackson looked into the camera and was like i didn't do this and these allegations are very serious and i'm gonna fight them to my to my dying breath and you know, I'm I'm innocent and I want all my fans to know I'm innocent. And then the kid came out and was like, I could pick his dick out of a lineup. And then Michael Jackson was like, here's $30 million. You know, like he settled with the kid. As soon as the kid came out was like, I I can I could identify like a weird thing on his dick. Yeah, but Ch he settled. Chappelle argued that pretty well on Chappelle's show. He was like, I could identify Michael's dick out of a lineup. <laughs> <laughs> they said that on Chappelle's show and I was like that's true I think I could too I think we all could everybody in this room knows probably you can't draw it but you could tell you could set it apart from a bunch of decoys oh, it's like when you see it you know it yeah <laughs> uh, I think I said like you know that kid could have passed a blind taste test oh, <laughs> oh my god <laughs> Uh, Jesus Christ! <laughs> yeah, they probably I... taste like Christmas presents. And who? Uh, there's I been so many jokes. <laughs> yeah, there's been so many jokes about about him where people are like, "If I was a kid and like my, my hero came up to me and they were like, <coughs> they're like, let's do this, I would do it." Yeah, I mean, listen, <laughs> listen. I'm sorry, I'm dying. I would, I would prefer ten out of ten times not to be molested. Every, uh, given a choice, I'm always going to choose don't molest me. Yeah. But if you're going to molest me, I, I I feel like Michael Jackson would have been like my top choice. Yeah. Like if you had to pick any, if you had to pick a, a certain person out at the time. He did fun shit with those kids. He had a fucking yeah, Disney in his backyard. park in his house. Yes. Neverland is, oh yeah, we haven't even talked about Neverland. He, he, he <laughs> took them, he took them, uh, on stage, they would come out during the Thriller World Tour and like sing. He took one of the kids to the set of Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom and Harrison Ford like signed his fedora and gave the kid a bullwhip. Yeah. And I'm like, that's a fucking great deal for a 10 year old. But is it worth, is the juice worth the squeeze as they say? Yeah, I feel like back then, listen, he filled your days with fun. Yeah, but he Night. also filled a couple other things that you're never going to forget for the rest of your fucking life. So I don't know if that's a, an equal thing. He Listen. He look look at him. Look at him. Look at him in this picture. He's literally like a, the fucking Willy Wonka that's about to destroy your future. He's looking at <laughs> over all these poor little kids. I really hope he didn't do it. I want him not to have done it. Yeah, that's the same with me. It's like, you know, I, I, yeah. I remember. I want him not to have done it. But the evidence is just so weird. Yeah. But to be, to be honest, like, even with that, like, and this is the crazy part, is that we will never truly know. A and evidence, any way you spin it, like, and a good documentary, because leaving, everybody can praise leaving Neverland. It's like a crazy documentary because it looks yes. so real. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But I could make the exact same thing painting the other side, and you would feel so strongly about the opposite way. It's just the way that people can make you perceive how the evidence looks. Right. You, you know what? I remember seeing one of the cops interviewed who did the initial investigation, I think for the first set of kids. And um, he said Michael Jackson, the master bedroom was down at the end of this like impossibly long hallway <laughs> and that the hallway was filled with motion detectors hooked up to an alarm in his bedroom. So if you came walking down the hall, he would know. it would start going off in his bedroom. And he said, like, there was no, like, even if you sprinted as fast as you could, because it was at the end of such a long hallway, 
that you weren't getting there in any kind of time to surprise anybody. But and I remember thinking like, why would you need, you know, I get security, but like, why would you need to know if someone's coming down the hallway? Well, you got to also remember, like, I don't know if people even really recall, but I mean, your generation can. The stardom of that dude. Yes. Like, how fucking famous he was. He had to rent out supermarkets so he could go shopping. Yeah. Like, Like, that type of fame... I'd be paranoid as fuck too. Like that's one of the like, that's one of the things where it's like I can, that level of eccentricity I can understand. I think in terms of all these allegations, I don't personally believe them to be true. I think Michael was strange. Yeah. I think Michael was fucked up from a fucked up childhood, like what we talked about. But I don't think that resulted in what people accused him of. I think he was fucking weird. I think he had what people call Peter Pan's syndrome <coughs> yeah. or whatever. Mm-hmm. But like I think that that really did just stem from like a an unhealthy childhood. Like working from the minute he was born. Now, now the other side of the corn is how many of these parents do you think were like try to get as close with him as you possibly fucking can because we're going to have our own theme park in the backyard if you do. I feel like if you got a lot of kids and you could, yeah, like one of them could take the bullet. Like Absolutely. you just send yeah. your shittiest kid. Even even if nothing happened, you're still like, we need it to look like it did. Like what parent in their right mind, regardless of who and what caliber of a celebrity they are, is going to let their kid hang out with a fucking adult that they don't know? You know? How do we know that they didn't force it and like yeah. try to make it happen or or saw that they were a little weird and they were hanging out and they were a little close and, close and then said it happened because of how fucking weird he was? You know, yeah. you never, you never really, really completely know. But then again, like, like listen, anyone who's smart, no, like this is going to sound so fucked up, but anyone who's smart, like if they're one of those parents can look at all the stuff Michael Jackson has, especially around Neverland. It's a fucking giant theme park for one man mm. fucking realizes how much he does have an affinity for children and not put it together that you can walk away with a payday. Yeah. If you. Oh my god, that sounds like that sounds horrible. It is. It's it's horrible, but it's I very possible. Yeah, yeah. But don't you think like he settled out of court? And by the way, like the FBI initial investigation was like, there's not enough evidence to, uh, there's not enough evidence to bring charges. You know, so that doesn't mean it didn't happen. It just means they couldn't put yeah, the evidence together. But. Um, all those cameras and security and shit, and they can't find any evidence. It's it's also like... Plus all the people that were working for Michael. Yeah. And, and who continued to work for Michael up until the day he died. Like, all his, like, touring musicians still came back. And we're in an age where, like, even if there's a hint of an allegation, all these people drop their shit and head for the hills. But when Michael was doing This Is It, like, almost his whole touring band came back. Mm-hmm. All of the dancers and not just anything like that, like... Love like that, that's not just loyalty, like that's respect. Of course. But but don't you think like, don't you think settling out of court makes you look... It makes you look hella guilty, but like at the same time, like... Probably just wants to end. Yeah, there's just some situations where it's like, just fucking here. Mm -hmm. Like, imagine like you're in that perspective of like, doing as much good as you can, and then someone comes out and says that, with some somehow like crazy proof. I don't know, fucking... Make that shit just go away. If this shit happened today, he'd probably be done immediately. Oh yeah, today, if it was today, yeah, he'd be done immediately. Yeah, and that that um documentary, the the Leaving Neverland documentary, got discredited. Right? They came far forth and said no, that it's not completely. No, no, what happened was Michael Jackson's estate uh, funded their own documentary that counter that countered everything in that documentary. So it was like Kahuna was just saying it was like they made one showing, you know, but the other side, but it was funded by the Jacksons. You know, it's not like some independent. It's like when Joe Paterno's family, uh, you know, who I'd trust to make a neutral Michael Jackson documentary, the motherfucker who did supersize me. Yeah, that's who I trust. Morgan Spurling Spurlock. Yeah. yeah. I trust you, man. You get the evidence from both sides. You <laughs> fucked yourself up from that McDonald's documentary. You know what I think, though? It's like, listen, like those Finding Neverland kids. So they're 
their shit was dismissed. They tried suing the estate a few years after he died. Their shit was dismissed, but only because uh, the statute of limitations had ran out. Like they didn't find them to be lying. But it's like after the statute of limitations runs out, you – so that's done. It's written in stone. You're not getting a dime from the estate. You're not going to get rich off of these accusations. All you're going to do is is bring the hatred of all his fans uh, into your life. So I feel like when you're still doing it and you have nothing to gain – I, I feel like that's also like well, he probably did it. Yeah, but then at the same time, you're right. They have nothing to gain, but then they also indirectly have nothing to lose. Well, they do though, like death threats. You know what yeah, I mean? Threats, like, uh, and to be honest with you, like, there's st- like those people could still do things and work. Like, it's not like I know their names off the top of my head, and I'm like, oh, fuck, I can't hire you, because, like, you accused Michael Jackson. Like, fuck you. Like, no. I have no idea who these fucking kids are. Like, even in the Never, Finding Neverland, whatever, I don't even remember their fucking names. I don't know. Yeah, exactly. So, you're right. Like, there is, like, nothing for them to gain, but at the same time, there's nothing for them to really lose. Because at the end of the day, they did work for Michael in some capacity and got paid and are living pretty comfortably. So it that's the thing. It's like, as I said, it's how you paint the picture because mm-hmm. there's weird on fucking both sides on however whatever way you can paint it. But I don't know. I think it is, again, separating the artist from the music. And for at the end of the day, I love listening to the music. Yeah. What what's uh, what's your favorite album? It's not albums; it's just songs. Yeah, I can't like. So what are you? What are your like top? Yeah, Ooh, beat it for sure. That was like the first like cool music video I had watched. Where I was like, mm-hmm. I like this. This is fucking dope. Um, Isn't Wesley Snipes in that video? I think he is as yeah. one of the like gang members. No, that's bad. Bad. That's, that's right. That's bad in the subway. Um, bad is also one of my favorites. Dirty Diana, um, but then the later stuff. So like, love never felt so good. Great song. And then uh, there's one called Hollywood Tonight that I really dig. Uh, and then there's the uh, there's the big title for the end, which was This Is It. That's a beautiful song. Because when you hear it and then know what was going wrong around that time, it's like, oh, fuck. Damn it, Michael. <laughs> like that, I feel bad for you. Because mm-hmm. you thought that you were going to take over and then you fucking died. Or your doctor killed you. Still up for the day. But yeah, no, I, I've got many a favorites. Thriller for me will always be like Thriller and Bad. I always thought were like the two that I could play all the time. Yeah. Yeah. What What's like your favorite, just Michael Jackson thing from pop culture? Not even just music, just from him. Sonic Three. He did the soundtrack for Sonic Three. Did he really? Oh, I didn't know that. There's a lot of things he didn't take credit for that he helped like get off the ground, and like people don't know about those things and i when i would find out about it i was like no fucking way i felt like the sonic 3 game i was like you did what like mm-hmm. all those funky tracks those were his ideas that he worked with a composer was just i don't want credit i'm good i like the sonic games what's the first thing you think of when someone mentions michael jackson uh i think of his videos to be yeah. like they they were so Especially at a time when videos had low production values. Mm -hmm. This dude was, I think Thriller was the first million dollar, like they spent a million dollars on that. Um, And it just seemed like it would never end. You know, it seemed like he was incapable of um, not being the biggest pop star on the planet. You know what else I always thought was funny was... um, you know how they called him the King of Pop? You know he gave himself that nickname? Did he really? He, <laughs> he, M- MTV got a letter from them one day saying like, going forward, he needs to be referred to as the King of Pop. However many times, uh, uh, you know, uh, an hour or whatever, or we're not sending you his videos anymore. So like they they sent out like to the radio stations. Um, oh, see the first question that comes up: Did Michael Jackson name himself the King of Pop? 
She did it. No. Elizabeth Taylor? No, that's horseshit. That's fucking... I, I'm just going to go with Ken's story because I find it hilarious. And I could see that being true. I also, I was watching uh, some interviews with him. I was watching one like where he gave a deposition. And there was like... His nose was just off at that point. Like, like there was just a, hole. a giant hole where a nose was supposed to be. Yeah. And he's just sitting there smiling and laughing. And I'm like... He's used to it. Does this dude not realize he's missing a fucking nose not only was he missing a nose but they said that in his autopsy he would he was wearing a wig yeah he was really bald they said in his autopsy when they took his wig off he had tattoos all over his head scalp like hair like what like what do you mean like they were tattooing hair tattoos on his scalp where his scalp was oh you saw that too that's that's one of the most like unsettling things i think i've ever written yeah read like his autopsy report is just strange Mm -hmm. that what that dude did to himself is horrific like the amount of hate he must have had for himself yeah and the tattoo is weird yeah said i did it Uh, and the other one was Macaulay Culkin's birthday. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny. It's a grocery list, but every item's just milk. <laughs> 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 Give me my milk. His two, the two fuck. closest kids he was friends with are weird as fuck now. Macaulay Culkin's gotten a little better, but Corey Feldman and Macaulay Culkin both went through a little thing. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But look at him. Look at him. But look at them now. Uh all right. Well, I I think, I think we did it. Oh, by the way, like just to go over some of his stats real quick and then we'll get out of here. He still has records, right? Like in yeah. terms of like scope. Yep. It's so funny, like, you think about, like, listen, Thriller was his best-selling album of all time, or one of the best-selling albums of all time. It was his best-selling album. And then, like, I always thought things kind of fell off for him a little bit after Thriller, but then it's like, oh, no, I forgot about Bad. And Bad was the first album to produce five number one singles. I mean, that's insane. Like, what's an album have, like, ten songs? Like, half this album went to number one. Well, then, you know what? Yeah. Now that I'm thinking about it, I'm like, oh, shit, the way you make me feel. Dirty Diana. Smooth Criminal, right? Yeah. Bad. Bad. And then, what's the other one? I'd have to see the uh, the track list. Um, I think it, oh, Man in the Mirror. That's right. Holy <laughs> shit. That's crazy. That's wild. Um, and then even the other songs that didn't go to number one did well. So he's also one of three artists ever to sell a hundred million records as part of a group and a hundred million as a solo artist. So it's him, Paul McCartney, oh, yeah. and do you know the third? I always uh, thought the third is so wild. No, I don't know the third. Phil Collins. Oh, that makes sense. In the air tonight? Yeah. So he sold 100 million records with Genesis and 100 million. And Michaels was Jackson 5 and then himself. Right. So they got um, they got movies about Freddie Mercury, Elton John, all these people. Where's the Michael Jackson movie? It's, and it's in development. It's in who's, development. Who's playing him? His nephew, who looks what? Like freakishly like him. Oh, man. It's actually his kid. <laughs> <laughs> Well, who's, whose son is it? Uh, I think it's Jermaine's kid. Jermaine, stop teasing. <laughs> All right. But yeah, that's happening. Yeah, that's that's in the that's development. That's fucking I'm, crazy. Oh, wow, he does look like him. I'm curious. Like, here's the thing. Like, with these biopics, they make them on the... They Antoine not- Farquaad's directing it? Wow, this is going to be a it's going to be a big one. They make all of these biopics PG-13, which always turns me off to them because I feel like you don't get the real. It's out of respect, though, for the person. How would you feel if, like, your your dad was famous and then you see him fucking some some whore? 
Well, in a movie, he's just his ass and balls. If that, if, oh, well, listen, if that, yeah, if that was oh, his life, Elton John yeah, did but, an R-rated movie, yeah. which I thought was cool, but the movie sucked. I didn't really. I didn't, I couldn't. I turned it off thirty minutes. I didn't know it was a musical. Elton John's also still alive, though, so he yeah. can okay it. Um, the Freddie Mercury movie. I know everybody loved and fell over themselves. I thought it was just okay. Like I want an R-rated uh, Freddie Mercury movie. I thought that that, that movie... dude lived like the you know the fall of Rome. That dude lived like, uh, you know. Yeah, that that movie has its moments, but like there's just some things in there where I'm just like, how the fuck did that happen? Yeah, like that movie won an Oscar for best editing, and it has some of the worst yeah editing I have ever seen in a fucking movie. I think it was mainly his performance and how much he looked like him. You know, it was supposed to be Sasha Baron Cohen. Yes, yeah, and it was supposed to be R-rated, and, and it was they were supposed to do that for years. Yes. But Sasha's, I'm glad they didn't go with his pitch, though, because he was going to direct it, too. Mm. And his pitch was weird. And it was, uh, they, Freddie was going to die at the halfway point. And then it was just Queen the rest of the way. So Freddie was only going to be in yeah. the half of the movie. Yeah, that's weird. And I was like, I don't really think that that's the. Well, there's, there's still the surviving members of Queen are looking to do a sequel. And it's like, of why? A it was, it was mainly about him, this movie. No, but they want to do a sequel. They're not saying... Because they want like, their another, movie. Yeah, uh, but but you got to... You know, it's going to pick up after he's dead, and... It I won't... Mean, unless it's a story that I've never heard that's utterly fantastic, cool. But to be honest, I don't give a fuck about the era of Queen where you're touring with... What Adam Lambert? Yeah, like yeah. it's just... Yeah, like the movie's that. just going to show them waiting for the phone to ring for 20 years. <laughs> <laughs> the only way it and would the work. The drummer disappears forever. No, yeah. not the drummer. The bass. The bass player. Yeah, disappears for years. Like no, like what the fuck? Like what is what is your? They would have to do flashbacks or something. So yeah. he's in the whole movie. That's the only way it would work. Right. Which, like he's dead at the halfway point, but you see him in flashbacks. I could see that. Maybe. Maybe. Topic, but like, what did you? What's your favorite biopic? My favorite biopic, man, there's not a lot of good ones, I feel like. Like, to me, I would so much rather just watch a documentary. Has to be about a famous person? Like, yeah. my favorite, like, rock? It could be rock. It could be anything. Mine, per my personal favorite, Ray. Yeah, Ray was good. I think Ray is, like, one of the better biopics. Ray was really good. Walk the Line was pretty good. That was a good one. Um, but for the most part, oh, what's love got to do with it was really fucking good too. Love and mercy is pretty good. I don't know if you've love and mercy was amazing. Yeah. Love and mercy was great. Shit. That's a hard question. I don't know. I was going to say, catch me if you can, because it's a true story about that guy, but about a, like a rock star or like a, a musician. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I feel like I've only seen like Elvis. Yeah. What, what other ones are there? I can't think of any. I liked Elvis. I I, just, I know that it got some people dizzy. Yeah, because it's a it's a lot to look at. It's a very visual movie. Yeah. Um. But oh, yeah. I liked it. Yeah, I liked it too. Uh, I'm excited to see what Michaels could look like though, because like I'm nervous because I know that there's like some things to cover. Yeah, but but it's his family it's who's his making family. it. Yeah. I don't think they're going to. I think they're going to probably end right at Thriller. Yeah, <laughs> and then that's it. Yeah, that would be smart they, what was the one they made they made one already for vh1 but i forget who the guy who played michael jackson was but it was there i was, thought it was pretty good i was young when i saw it though there's the jackson family story yes that well that's a cool movie but uh i think angela bassett's actually in that movie too oh is she playing the mom yeah who do they get to play joe jackson sugar ray leonard <laughs> oh fuck <laughs> Quincy Jones would have been good Billy D. Williams was Barry Gordy in that movie oh that's so funny um, yeah no this was crazy because it was it wasn't like a movie it was a whole ass miniseries yes oh, I remember that alright well yeah I I think we said it all um, yeah, we didn't not cover anything. He had a monkey. We talked about. We didn't talk about that. Uh, bubbles. Oh God, bubbles. 
Remember, I just remember all those Michael Jackson blows bubbles jokes back then. Oh, that's how we should end it. What's your favorite Michael Jackson joke? I don't even I don't know what Michael Jackson jokes I remember. Oh, my God. There were so many like street Michael Jackson jokes. Like what do what do Michael Jackson and Walmart have in common? It's an easy one. Oh, is this like all boys? Boys pants, pants half, half off. off. <laughs> uh, on that note, Michael, thank you for joining us. Thanks for having me. This was fun. Uh, where are you going to be? Anything to plug? Yeah, actually. Uh, this Friday, I'm at the Dojo in Morris Plains. Uh, Nick Callis is headlining. It's going to be a fun show. It is in Morris Plains. And then I got um, in Staten Island on the 18th. I'm at Mexican Cantina. That's a fun show. And hold on. I'm going to pull up my next one. Yeah, the 18th, I'm at Mexican Cantina. And then August 24th, I'm at Bowler Snort Brewery in Carlstadt, New Jersey. Very cool. Um, You can catch me August 25th and 26th at the Comedy Cove in uh, Springfield, New Jersey. And this one's a way out, but I'm very excited because uh, one of my best friends just opened a comedy club right on the beach. Oh, nice. Where? In uh, Tampa, in St. Oh, nice. Pete's Beach. Sick. So October 20th and 21st, I will be headlining Sunshine City Comedy Club. Uh, it's like a small 55-seater right on the beach. Um, my friend Kenny Garcia just opened it, and I can't wait to get down there. That sounds like fun. And that's it, Kahuna. You got anything you want to promote? No, I'm good for now. That's awesome, dude. Congratulations. Thank you, man. I mean, I didn't do it. It's my buddy did it. Um, yeah, but I'm sure you're going to be there. <laughs> uh, we're going to talk after. Uh, we're going to talk as soon as we get off the air. But um, all right, that's it. Listen, we're uh, Chip and I kind of coasted through the summer, but I think we are. We're back to start releasing these on a pretty regular basis. So thank you for listening, and we'll catch you next week. Yeah.